0: Hey, it's Chris. Welcome to the podcast. This is an interesting week for me. I have been very busy. I've been traveling, kind of taking a little bit of vacation time. So I'm actually sitting here recording this on Thursday. Not going to release it till Friday. But uh, yeah, I got to plan ahead a little bit because it's just one of those weeks. I'm sure you've been there before. But I do have some interesting things to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about my iPadOS 16 preview video that just went up. I want to talk a little bit about the impact of our videos. That's kind of an interesting subject. I also want to talk about is first class worth it or not? Flew first class out to Detroit to check out that interesting new electric vehicle, which I can't quite disclose yet. But I also want to tell you a little bit about how that event went, what it was like. This is my first time going to a car event and who I ran into while I was there. So should be uh, some interesting things to check out today, first of all. This iPadOS 16 video, um, when I say this is a busy week, I mean it was really busy. I'm lucky I squeezed any work into this week at all uh, because, number one, had to travel, and Monday was the day that the public uh, betas became available. They were live, so hopefully you have it. If you haven't figured that out yet, you can go get the public beta for iPadOS and Mac OS and iOS, And some other stuff like uh, the HomePods and stuff for the first time they're doing some public beta stuff. So I suspected I had it on good authority that that was going to be the day when I could release uh, my first looks, my previews, my actual impressions of the software, the beta software. And I just I I had it recorded um, ready to go for, you know, I shot this stuff before I went to Detroit. Now, this is like a last minute trip kind of that I wasn't planning, and it just happened to fall. I didn't know when the public beta was going to come out. And, of course, as I think I've told you, you know, Apple asks that you don't cover, you know, uh, the, the, the pre-public beta betas, so the developer betas, uh, before the public is available because the software's just not ready yet. Now, almost everybody ignores that. The good people don't, the good apples, if you want to say. Uh, you know, everyone that actually cares about, like, respecting the NDA and stuff, which I try to do. And I've heard other people be like, Hey, I really appreciate that. But I feel like you get these smaller channels who are maybe like more desperate for views. And they figure, Hey, I'm never going to have any relationship with Apple anyway. So I'm just going to burn every possible bridge, try to get some views. They have like a real short term, you know, view or whatever. And that's fine. You know, if that's what they want to do it's cool. And then you have some other people who are are bigger, well-known brands, media brands or whatever. And they're also desperate for views. And, Anyways, and then you have people like me who are like, you know what? I'm going to do this uh, at the most appropriate time. You know, like I just think about when I do business, I want people to respect if I have, you know, any limitations that I try to put on situations or anything too, you know? So it's just a good way to do business, to be respectful. And I find when you do that, then things work out good for you. But I have to tell you, I was so tired when I filmed this iPad OS 16 preview, when I sat down at the desk to film. It was already after 5, like usually I'm done working by 5, but I had stuff going on, but I knew I had to get this video out because that's, that's when people are going to be checking out, you know, iPadOS. I've started with iPadOS 16. I haven't even gotten my iOS 16 preview out yet. I've got the script done for it, so I know what I'm going to be talking about, but I haven't actually gotten it out there yet. So I was like, I have to do this. And it took like a superhuman amount of strength to be like, okay, let me get my SD card, get the camera, get the battery, set up the lights. You know, just even like getting everything set up to to film. I was so tired. It was like a Herculean effort. And I don't know if it comes across in the video or not. To me, I can tell that I look tired. Uh, Everyone else must not care because the videos seems to have conveyed the information it was supposed to and is doing all right. And for those of you that like to kind of get the behind the scenes, it's ranking number two out of 10. I know sometimes I let you know how the videos are doing. Uh, and, and that's to be expected. The only video that's ranking, uh, higher in terms of the last 10 videos was an iPadOS reaction that I did right after WWDC. And you just can't compete with that because there's so much attention right after that. But that one I think is going to, uh, sort of Peter out in terms of its longevity, Pretty soon here. And I think this video is going to kick into the number one spot pretty soon. So I'm really happy with it. People are watching longer. They're clicking on it more. There's something that people are really feeling like engaged with for this video. So that's good because I think there was some good information in there. I put a lot of work into it. So that's nice. But seriously, I was half asleep and I still had to go pack for Detroit the day after that. I'm talking about when I was done filming. So oh yeah, it was a long day. And by the way, I had to wake up really early. I think I woke up at 3 or 3.30 to get myself to the airport in time. And I didn't even think that I would need to wake up that early to get over there because it was so early, but I'm glad that I did because the line to check in, uh, flu Delta was really long, unexpectedly long. When I went out to California recently, um, security was like, there's, there was no line and the check in was like very short. And that just was not the case uh, at this early in the morning, I couldn't believe it. So this is the one trip where I decided to do first class to check it out, to try it. I'll just tell you, like, I have never sprung for it before, but I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a try. And if I hadn't, I don't know that I would have made the flight. And I'll tell you why, because the check in line was so long and I got in line like I normally would. And then I looked over and I saw the Delta Sky Club line or whatever they call it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I got the first class ticket." So I wandered right over, and there was just like three people; they were all part of one family ahead of me, and that didn't take them long to get through. And I checked in; it was great, it was awesome. Perk number one of first class: just skipping that line. So cool. And then I cruised on down to security, and that was a huge line. And I didn't have the pre-check, and so that was a bummer because that took a long time. I'm starting to think like, I don't know if I'm going to make it now. But I did get through, and I did make it, and it was really great getting to uh, board first, usually I'm seeing everybody else like boarding, right? It's like everyone that needs extra help, you can board first, veterans, you know, whatever. And then it's like first class, then you can board. And I'm always like waiting. I'm in like the back of the plane, you know, usually. And you know how it is. You're always like, oh, look at these people getting on there. This time I got to be those people, you know. And It was so good because I got in, I settled in. And I was able to just kind of chill and get a little bit of extra planning done for this trip. Because I was in and out the same day for Detroit. So it was a really long day. Woke up at like 3.30, came back, and I don't know. It was probably like 10 o'clock by the time I actually got home. But the one thing that I shouldn't have done was I got seat 1A. Now, this is a little plain. So uh, in the first class, there was one row of seats on one side and two on the other. And, uh, you know, that, that makes for the extra room, right? Uh, up in that section because in the back it was just two rows on both sides and it's much more crowded so you know on the website when i was picking it out picked 1a because it was by itself it's like i'm just gonna have a nice chill ride but when i sat up there there, there's no seat in front which means there's no under seat storage in front of you i had my backpack with all my camera gear and stuff and actually i did check a bag i checked my tripod and stuff which i didn't end up using which was kind of frustrating to lug that thing all over uh and didn't even use it yeah but the stewardess was cool she was like i was like hey there's no storage right and she's like well no but i'll just put it up here by my purse in my whatever closet she had up there and she you know i didn't even have to ask uh as soon as you know you could get out your gear and stuff she just walked it over and said hey did you want this i like yeah thanks so it was great and the main thing with first class was just the extra space like i had so much leg room it was really nice and of course uh it was a little different in terms of like the amenities. She brought around a basket of snacks to choose from. I was like, I don't know what's what's the best. And she was kind of pointing it out. And she just ended up, here, just try these. Give me a couple. And it was like a bottle of water waiting for you at the, at the seat. It wasn't like business class when you go overseas. It's not like that, you know, crazy, especially on this little flight, little plane. But I would call it super enjoyable because uh, it was just nice to not have anybody right around me and uh, be able to get, more work done i feel like because man in the times past there's nothing like you you get out your new mac or ipad or something and the dude in front of you or person they slam their seat back right they're like the person behind me doesn't exist and they put the seat back and it smashes into my screen that's happened so many times it happened one time somebody put it back so hard the seat in front of me uh that the lady next to me looked at me with this look like oh no did it break your computer you know like so none of that And that was really nice. So I did really enjoy it. I would say it was worth it, except this little plane that I was on. Uh, Some parent took their kid into the the lavatory, right? Which is right up there, up by the front. And I'd seen some other people go up there, and it was all fine. It was good. But this parent takes the kid in there, apparently to change a diaper or something, and breaks the toilet. Wouldn't flush anymore. (laughs) This is in the morning, right? And I think I flew on the same plane back because... When I was coming back, uh, that forward lav wasn't working. And I think it was because of that person still. So <laughs> it's kind of a little bit raunch. The stewardess is sitting there like, I wonder what she was doing at first. Because I didn't realize it was the same plane. It took me a minute. She was like spraying this stuff uh, at the door, the bathroom door. <laughs> and she had this look on her face like <laughs> uh, her, her nose was all scratched up. And then I realized, you know, it's air freshener. And oh man, they they made an announcement like it was broken, so you know don't use it. But people kept trying because I think people had earphones on didn't hear whatever. So every time someone would go in, open it, it just it would gush out like, Phew. and the stewardess was telling this uh, group of older people who were right next to it, <laughs> she was like, if the smell bugs you, you know I can spray some more of this stuff. Just let me know. uh But she sprayed it, I don't know, maybe ten times during the flight. I could tell it was really bugging her too, and obviously when it walked back, no good either. So it was an adventure and first class can't save you from a bad smell, but here is how the event went. So, uh, you know, I can't tell you the car company or anything yet, but, uh, it's in Detroit. So that gives you somewhat of an idea, right? You got a few options there to choose from. And for everybody who missed it, um, I was just out there. I got invited to check out a new electric vehicle. So, a vehicle line you're familiar with, but their first electric for that line. And so, you know, I got a text. It was like a well-oiled PR machine. Uh, different companies really handle things differently, especially for events. But, you know, and oftentimes you're just on your own in terms of, like, catching an Uber and stuff. Well, they sent a driver in one of their nicest top-level cars. I can't tell you what it is because that would give away more about the actual car, which is under embargo until Monday. But I got a text. Uh, When I landed and somebody was like, yeah, hey, just let me know. I'll be outside of door number five by baggage claim. Just shoot me a text. I'll head right over. And so I did. And there she was. She picked me up. And it was like a 20-minute ride over to the place that we were going. And apparently this is something that they do a lot. Um, They have influencers and and press people come in, people from like Motor Trend and the old school press stuff, but also YouTubers, some lifestyle people. And so this lady's job, she just, her and a group of people, they contract with this car company and they fly all around the country to test out different stuff. She said, well, sometimes she'll be in California. Sometimes they're in Detroit by the headquarters, sometimes in like Jackson Hole, Wyoming, because they're testing out like a truck or something and, and they take the press on, you know, like a, a course or something so they can see how it handles it off-road. And that's her job is to like pick people up and ferry them around. And, and uh, you know, it sounds like it's kind of fun, meets a lot of people, gets to drive different stuff. So got a bit of a tour of <laughs> from the road of the Detroit area, but I showed up. Now, Now here's the problem. Like my thing was at ooh, like 1245, right? My actual, and I, I flew in early because where I was coming from, there was just like a really early flight and a really late flight if I wanted to make everything all in one day. So I had a bunch of downtime. So I contacted the PR rep on the ground there and I was like, Hey, when I get there, do you have like a place I can set up and get some work done? Because it was either that or just work at the airport. Right. But they had already arranged this transportation. So that sort of, I guess I could have been like, no transportation and I'll just get my own Uber. But I didn't really want to take Uber if I didn't have to out in California. When I was out there, a 20 minute ride, I think I told you this from the airport to Apple's headquarters around there, it was like $90, which, you know, it's a business trip. If you got to pay, you got to pay it. But, you know, I, I didn't want to say no to the free ride. So, uh, and, and plus it's nice. You, you get to talk to people, meet people It's always good. But she did set me up in this conference room where I worked for about two hours. I, I put that on Instagram. Um, this is really a, really, uh, the building, it was super nondescript. You would never know that this was a major car you know, manufacturer's building that they had rented out. And I think, I don't know if they owned it or they just sort of rented it, but, um, sort of really old inside, a little bit dilapidated, forgotten almost in most of it, except in the back, there was a studio that was really well lit and looked more, um, more modern and nice. And I guess it would have to be because that's where all the pictures and videos that people are going to be seeing, uh, of the thing are going to be shot. So I hung out there, um, hadn't really had any breakfast, And so I ordered some Grubhub, got like a breakfast burrito, even though it was almost lunchtime now, uh, and some other stuff delivered, kind of talked to the security guard (laughs) people for uh, a little bit uh, in the downtime, because she was like, well, you're here, you're here early. I was like, yeah, I met all kinds of interesting people. But finally, it comes down to it, and uh, it's time to check this out. And actually, before, I went to the restroom, and as I popped out, I couldn't believe it. There was Kevin the Tech Ninja, Tech Me Out. And some some other dude I don't know, assuming a YouTuber that I I was like, oh hey, and he was like, oh hey, welcome to Detroit because he's from there. And he was, uh, we were everybody was surprised to see everybody. Apparently they had called in a bunch of uh, the tech YouTubers that you would know. It sounds like some other people were there the day before too. But uh, Kevin, he's from Detroit, so he was giving me some recommendations like check this out. Uh, and anyway, it was cool. It was nice to run into people unexpectedly that I, you know, I just saw them out at the Apple event. So, so get some work done. And then a PR lady comes and gets me and she's like, okay, you ready? So I had 45 minutes basically um, with this, uh, with this EV, we'll, we'll call it that. And it was crazy. So I've never been to one of these car things before. Uh, usually it's just, you know, the Apple events and other things like that. So they've got this big room and the car or vehicle is on one side and it's, You know, so picture like a studio environment. It's got like a white wraparound, you know, paper background. So it's not paper. It's more high quality than that. kind of curves so that it looks like an infinity background in the back. Um, You can't see any hard edges. And then there's lighting all around. And there was a few people there. And then on the other side was like uh, some, you know, some artwork and stuff. Um, (laughs) The name of the vehicle was like emblazoned up on the wall. And they had like chairs, kind of futuristic looking chairs. And there was a booth, and there was a guy in the booth who was like controlling all the lighting and stuff. And there was sort of like a little show that they would put on for you. So uh, she introduced me to two people there that were involved with the production of this EV. One was a lead designer, and one was a lead uh, engineer. So they had a little TV, and there was sort of like a real quick slideshow kind of telling me about stuff. And there was like a pre uh event briefing that I got that sort of like filled me in on a bunch of the details. And then they just sort of like walked me around and pointed stuff out and I could ask questions. And this is when I took some video and it was actually interesting to me um, because I, I think I told you guys I just got an electric uh, SUV not long ago. And so I was able to ask a bunch of informed questions that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise if I hadn't uh, gotten one recently. And so It was nice to not be totally unaware of things, you know, like where the batteries were distributed. Um, Oh, hey, that looks like a heads-up display. Well, yes, it is. Okay, how does this charge? Is it on both sides or only the one? And so it was really interesting, but here is what is the most interesting to me, okay? I I never knew how these things worked, but they had this prototype vehicle and it had traveled the world. It had been like on a press tour and it had wound up back here. I, I don't know if this is its last stop, um, but the thing was fragile. It was delicate. Looked like a real car, but they were like, so please don't touch all the knobs and buttons and stuff because they might fall off. <laughs> and uh yeah, I mean like I-, I asked if they could do the split uh seats in the back so I could see like the 6040. And one guy was like, Oh yeah, let me do that. And the other guy was like, No, 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 don't do that. But he already did it. And I think the other guy was afraid this one was gonna break. Um, because it's all just sort of taped together very loosely and uh it's like a shell of a thing so like there was nothing in the hood area i was like can we pop the you know trunk take a look He was like well there's nothing in there right now but i can tell you about it and it's just funny little things like uh i was getting some shots of the lights which animated all kind of cool like when the thing was charging and in the back and he was like you might want to get it from the other side because one of those lights just went out <laughs> and so prototype i mean it's crazy it makes sense you know this thing's not in production and i don't know it's going to be a while before it's actually in production so this is a super super early prototype i guess like they would do a prototype of an iphone or something you know but on a much bigger scale and so you know they had some screens inside it looked like a working computer but it wasn't and the screens were just sort of playing a loop of what you would see um, if this was the real vehicle And so that was interesting. So I got to see like some of the actual graphics, but they weren't the actual graphics. If that makes sense, it was more like a video. Like I said, there's a dude in the booth and he was running stuff. So he kind of controlled all the screens and the lights and all of that stuff. So he'd be like, well, here's what it looks like when it's charging. And he would activate, you know, the relevant animations and and screens and whatever. Uh, And here's what this looks like and that. And then he could also control the lights in the booth and kind of turn them like blue or bring them up and make it just nice and bright and white so it was a highly produced thing so the two guys that were doing the presentation for me i could tell they were kind of drained it sounded like this was the third day of this presenting it basically every hour <laughs> to a bunch of people and uh i said, you guys are probably ready for this thing to be out you know and he's like yeah you've had an embargo for a couple of days you know i've had this embargoed for like years and it's crazy to think of all the work that they put in. And I learned some interesting stuff. And I think I got some good footage uh, and pictures. And it was a good time. And I don't really know how this is going to affect the channel or, or not, you know, because I assume, like I said, it's not going to get a whole lot of views on our channel right away. But it might get some search traffic. So it was fun. And the, the Detroit airport was, you know, interesting. And airport's an airport. But I will say <laughs> I tried to sneak into uh, the Delta Sky Club. Because I thought, you know, maybe I can just with my first class ticket, maybe I can just get in there for like a day, even if it costs me a little extra, like 50 bucks or something, have a nicer place to work. Because I was doing a lot of editing, right? I was finishing up that iPad OS video, editing it on the plane and in in the airport, you know, all over the place at the conference room. It It was a crazy video to make. I'm amazed that it got up. And, you know, I don't ever mess with any of this stuff. So I didn't know how it worked. So I saw a dude go in. And he scanned his phone i assumed his ticket and you know this, all the staff's all in like suits and stuff and they're like uh all right yeah right this way you know i was like great and i popped in after him scanned my thing didn't even have to get asked or anything and it went boop and the guy said he was like uh do you have the american express whatever card?'" i said well no i just got my ticket you know and i was like what does it cost to get in for the day and he said no and anyways it turned out as somebody out there is like a, a frequent flight and they're like chris what are you doing uh, but you know it's like you have to pay 500 or 800 dollars, depending on what you want to get something in that range for a year-long membership uh into this thing or for delta you have to have a certain american express card that gets you in there and so the guy's like telling me i'm like all right yeah well, let me think about it let me think about it <laughs> And i got out of there it's like it's like the walker shame that didn't work out so i just went and found a uh quiet place where where uh, no plane was leaving and no one was really around and got some work done there much less comfortably but it was just like when I was at WWDC and I tried to get into the talk show without realizing it same thing scan my phone denied access walk of shame this is turning into a habit I guess every trip that I take and then I took the uh, stinky plane back home but at least it was in first class So that was interesting. Um, I just want to say one more thing here. I got an interesting comment and this just kind of talks about the impact that our videos have, you know, for me, this is obviously something I enjoy. It's, you know, like I'm passionate about these are products that I like anyways, I would use anyways. So it's fun to be able to talk about them for my day job, but it is also a job. And so there's work to be done and you know, there's a, there's a process and workflows. And so it's fun, but it's also a job. But on the other side of the, the coin, you know, like there's another part of the equation. And that is that real people watch these videos and the content that we put out and there's an impact. And I see that from time to time. I'm not always as aware of that as I could be. And other times I'm like hyper aware of it. And I try to sometimes address certain things uh, in a way that, you know, you know, like when COVID hit you know I sort of talked more about that when it was in the beginning you know like it doesn't feel right to just be talking about the normal stuff and I ended up making that special podcast episode but something that I hear frequently from people is like just thank you for your positivity I do know he, and the comment was not even addressed to me it said something like Chris doesn't even realize the impact that he has his positivity on people's lives seriously or something like that and it was like wow I honestly I really don't but I hear that a lot people are like thanks for being positive some people some people were like What's wrong with you? Why don't you give Apple a hard enough time? Uh, You can't make everybody happy. You just can't. Because like the thing on my office wall here says, happiness, not something you can buy. It's a choice you can make every day. Suggested price, $0.00 and 0 cents. Right next to my other canvas art that says, nobody cares, work harder. (laughs) So that's my mindset. But here's this comment I got. It says, uh, this is from an app developer. This has to do with the uh, calendar app videos that I put out. It says, Chris... Thanks so much for this amazing review of track. We're super grateful and delighted that you discovered and reviewed us. We suddenly saw a surge in new users and discovered it was thanks to this review. You made our weekend, week, and month. Thanks so much again, smiley face emoji, high five emoji, party emoji. And so the, the impact that we have on the other side of things, not just the people that watch, but you know, all these little apps that I feature and and uh the accessories, these are These are companies like people are, sometimes they're tiny little startups. Sometimes they're huge, enormous companies, but I've seen this before, you know, and uh, I don't make these with anything in mind other than the audience. Like, Hey, I found something cool that I want to share, but I get a fair amount of feedback like this where people who, who'd made the apps, you know, it's just like some college kid or something. And in this case, it's probably a smaller team. I'm guessing, I don't know, a startup. And they're just so thankful for this unexpected feature because it drove a bunch of traffic and interest. And uh, it's cool. It's cool to have an impact um, like that. Again, I don't do these things on purpose so that somebody can get a bunch of users or something. So, you know, I get a lot of people sending me suggestions like, hey, can you feature this app? Or what about this app? Wouldn't you like to feature it? We're, we're brand new. How about a feature? Yeah, but that's not how it works. You know, I just cover the stuff that makes sense at the the time that it makes sense so it's cool um it's it's nice to see that you know when somebody makes something that's worth featuring it's nice for them to get that exposure if they're not getting it from elsewhere it's kind of fun to help something uh take shape and be discovered on a wider uh scale than they have before almost help people launch sometimes put the effort in to make something really good that's worth getting featured they deserve that to be featured and that's what happens on the show. So I just thought I'd share it cause it's kind of interesting, the kind of impact that we have sometimes. All right, that's it uh, for this show. That's all I've got, but I do just want to say, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the new newsletter, you should. And I'm not just saying that for my own benefit, I'm saying that for yours too, because what it does is it puts app and accessory and service discovery on autopilot. So if you're into cool and useful new things in those categories, then you want that in your inbox every Friday. It's coming up this Friday. And also, there's some other cool stuff in there as well that you're not going to find anywhere else. Um, so, check it out. Also, uh, new, new, lots of new content, I think, coming in the coming weeks. I have more content uh, penciled down like to plan than I actually have time to make. So, it's kind of like weeding through the the best of the best ideas, I guess. Um, but lots of good stuff planned. I got the new MacBook Air on order, obviously. I found a really interesting Magic Keyboard accessory Well, alternative uh, that I might do a head to head with the Magic Keyboard. Just lots of fun stuff. Got new keyboards. In fact, I'll tell you um, the next video that I'm likely to make. Well, and next week too, I got to do this new EV video also, and my iPad, my iOS video. Wow, I'm drowning in videos here. Um, But absolutely, next week is iPad Mini accessories. The last accessories for the iPad Mini video was very popular, and this one is going to be really great too. So be on the lookout. And I'll catch up with you guys wherever I catch up with you. Later.